This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. BuzzFam, Chris gave me a ride to work this morning. Mm, yeah, he did. That was great. Why did I have to do that again? <sighs> we'll talk about that later. My car died over the weekend. It was one of those and-it-gets-worse stories yeah. that just kept going downhill and downhill, but that's going to take too much time. And I can't even think about my car at the moment because when you were giving me a ride mm-hmm. to the station this morning, you were playing a, a CD yeah. of someone just like casually playing the piano. Yeah. Love piano background music. Yeah. And it went on for a while and I was like, this is soothing. Is this what Chris <laughs> listened to in the car on the way to work? Cool. Because I know that you've listened to the Legally Blonde soundtrack, and honestly, that's what I was prepared for. Yeah? Yeah. Damn it. No, it's okay. I have a feeling my car's not going to be better for like a couple more days, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, am I picking you up for the rest of the week, just planning on it? Gosh, I hope not, because you're not going to be here on Friday. Oops. But it wasn't until... We had been listening to this CD for, I don't know, 10 minutes? Yeah. Before you said... Well, do you remember what you said? I, was, I just asked you if you could identify this song. No, before that. Before that, you go, yes, can you identify the song? Oh, yeah, don't worry about the mistakes. And then I said, is this you playing? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, by the way you set up that sentence, Mm -hmm. it seemed like it identified the fact that you were playing the piano. But when you said the mistakes things, I was like, well, so Chris started playing this little clip from this song. And I I don't know, personally, I don't know. And I'm so frustrated and I can't look or think or feel anything until we figure out what this damn song is. I didn't think it was that difficult. That's why I I asked you. I'm having a brain fart. Clearly. I can feel like a bubble in my brain because it sounds familiar, but every guess that I've given you in the past 45 minutes. close. Once you you realize what song it is, your your head's going to explode. Because it is, uh, give, give the Buzz family a little bit of, uh, of a get. Of okay, so it's a, details. a very, very, very popular 80s song mm-hmm. from a blonde female singer. And probably on the one of the top 100 songs of the 80s. He told me that, Buzz fam. Still didn't get it. And I continued to guess, and I, I said Metallica. <laughs> 
What does this sound like a Metallica <laughs> Not song? Not even close. Will you please, BuzzFam, via the text line 913-576-7965, please help me identify this song because I'm going nuts. Chris. This is the chorus. Are you sure? Do you know the words of the song? Mm, I feel like if you knew, that you would be able to get the whole song. What Just is that the song? lyrics. What is that song? Buzz Family, if you, if you could have identified that song. We don't have any prizes or anything. Obviously, I can give you concert tickets to something that will probably get canceled. But please help out via the text line, because I don't think I can do the rest of the show until we figure this out. And... On this day in history is coming up. Uh oh. You, you have guys. to have it figured out before that. Jordan Silver and Friends, six to nine on ninety six five The Buzz. How sharp do you have to be at six a.m. <laughs> on a Monday to be able to identify that song? Text line going crazy yeah. with nobody guessed anything other. than one song title. Right. My phone is blowing up. Yeah. From my personal friends that are like, "You idiot." That's how I thought you, how quickly you would also get this song. Well, maybe my brain wasn't fully on when you picked me up 45 minutes ago. Maybe. Can you play a little clip of it again just so that we can, God. Sure, yeah, most people are like, oh, yeah, that's clearly the song. Papa Don't Preach. Madonna. Yeah. Do you know, if we didn't do this right now, mm-hmm. I could not do the rest of the show. It would just continue to come up until we figured out what it was. Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. What, my lifetime. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> you know, I've got like 18 other songs on that CD. Oh, God, my car's going to be broken for so long. <laughs> Music. Digging deep into history, because we're all a bunch of nerds, and bringing you on This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends. Professor Minders, are you ready to give them what they want? Good morning, Jordan Silver. Yes, I am. Monday, August 3rd. August August flying by. No. Well, it all started on a weekend, so maybe Mm. we'll see what happens with August. July, not so much. But, oh, I'm very passionate about this first thing, so (laughs) I'm going to shut up. Chris, tell us what happened on this day. Three years ago? Yeah, Michelle Carter is sentenced for urging her boyfriend to commit suicide. Here's her her getting sentenced. On the indictment charging you with the involuntary manslaughter, Conrad Roy III now sentences you to two and a half years in the Bristol County House of Correction. Remember when you didn't get me her address? I tried so hard. I have an uncle that's a lawyer in Massachusetts. He couldn't either, so don't worry. Then why? Yeah. I just wanted to... Because you're Chris. That's just my uncle, who's a lawyer in Massachusetts. You're Chris. Oh, Michelle Carter. Got to say this. Number one, celeb crush. Over Taylor? 
Yeah, I think it seems more realistic. <laughs> I think we get along a little bit better. Michelle Carter and I both have a dark side. Okay, here's the thing, BuzzFam. We did a whole episode on this when the documentary I Love You, Now Die came out on HBO. That tells the full story of this story. Because the sentence, Michelle Carter sentenced to jail for urging her boyfriend to commit suicide. Sure, that's how you can, on the outside, write an entire sentence about, and sum up the whole story in mm-hmm. one sentence. But there's so much more to that. There's, It's not like she was on her phone going, die, you suck, die, die, die. It was a huge, complex psychological issue that both of them were having with the introduction of new antidepressants. In the end, eventually she was sentenced for just telling him to get back in the car after he attempted it. And then he told her that he didn't want to do it or something. She's like, you come on, you can do this. But there's no proof of that. That was all something that she just said. Anyway, also, I can't get her address now. I can't find it now. Every week I search for Michelle Carter on the Internet for an address. It'll eventually leak out. I hope so. I bet we'd be good pen pals. All right, you want to move on. Got it. On this day in 2016, Modest Mouse singer Isaac Brock causes a five-vehicle accident when he falls asleep behind the wheel. So, somebody texted in. This is like a consensus mm-hmm. with the Buzz fam that... There, if you, have you ever seen a band that you loved until you saw them live and they were awful? can't recall, but I yeah, I know that feeling. That feeling is how everyone felt when they left the Sprint Center after seeing Modest Mouse last year. Oh, I heard that. They were just like, oh, I can't even. I've seen Modest Mouse a bunch of times. There's something about them. I don't know why they can't really play mm-hmm. their stuff when it's live. They can't. But hmm. just listen to the recordings. Do you lose interest in, that, in the band if they're not good performing it live? I've never run into that situation. Of course, though, I didn't go to that Modest Mouse show. But that is the consensus that people are still telling us to this day about seeing Modest (laughs) Mouse at the Sprint Center with uh, Black Keys last year. Uh, On this day in 2015, Gwen Stefani files for divorce from Gavin Rossdale, one of Jordan's first crushes, and then starts dating Blake Shelton. Here's what Gwen had to say. Well, I would say that I wish it didn't happen. I wish that that all this wasn't happening, but at the same time, I feel like it was part of my life journey. Gavin, call me. Call me, dude. (laughs) Call me. Only guy. Only guy. Only guy. And, of course, the czar, Nicholas Nicholas II. II. But he's... Nope. It'll be a little more difficult for you to go on a date with him. Honestly, I think it'd be easier for me to go on a date with a a czar that's been dead for 100 years than getting an actual date alive (laughs) with Gavin Rosdale. On this day in 2001, The Princess Diaries debuts. Here's a trailer. Something's about to happen. Your grandmother called. That will change everything. I am queen of Genovia. Whoa, whoa. And you are princess. Shut up. How have neither one of us seen that? That is right up our power alley (laughs) as far as interests. After seeing the trailer, I'm like, how have I not want to see this now? I guess we're not as basic as we thought, which is a shame for me. I was, thought I was. Was that one of her, like, debuts, Anne Hathaway? I think so. I think that's before everyone started hating her for no reason. Isn't that weird? Yeah, because she's beautiful and is a great singer. Yeah, but there's something about her face, I think, that people have problems with. People are just, there's like, I hate AnneHathaway.com stuff. <laughs> What'd she do to you? 
We'll probably get a text uh, in from the text line that she did do something awful, like went on a safari or something like that, and we're just dumb because we don't pay attention to pop culture. On this day in 1991, Pearl Jam played at the club Rock Candy, and the footage from that is used for their first video, Alive. That's right. Eddie Vedder had to lip sync and absolutely hated that when they were shooting that. On this day in 1985, uh, Jordan, can you explain this one? Yeah, this one's a little hard. So there's a nudist colony in Florida. Okay. And the person that came to deliver the mail didn't feel comfortable delivering the mail to a nudist colony because, you know, somebody is over there checking their mailbox mm-hmm. totally naked. And then the male person is like, I don't want to look at wee-wees. So the uh, the nudist colony decided that either the residents, when, when the male person showed up, they would either hide from the male person or put on clothes if they needed to be near their mailboxes when the person that came to deliver mail delivered it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you deliver mail to a nudist colony? Not in Florida. Move on. <laughs> on this day in 1977, the Tandy announced the TRS-80, one of the first mass-produced computers. Here's one of their first commercials. No way. Yeah. Radio Shack's famous under $600 system. Come into your nearby Radio Shack today. The TRS-80 personal computer system, only $599. Damn. Mm-hmm. My parents still have a Tandy, and that thing still works. Really? Yeah. Jeez, 1977. Don't tell me it's a Tandy 2000. No, it's probably the 80, <laughs> to be as honest as I can be. My parents don't like the top technology, and they got it in, like, 2010. Check out this new <laughs> thing that we got. It's called a computer. Mm. I shouldn't do that. My parents do listen now. <laughs> Because I've stopped insulting my mom on the show, and they yell. On this day in 1946, Santa Claus Land, the world's first themed amusement park, opens in Santa Claus, Indiana. Here's some early press release for that. Santa Claus Land in Santa Claus, Indiana. A wonderland encompassing 2,500 acres, filled with attractions for everyone. Is that a place you want to go? Hell yeah! Santa Claus Land? Hell yeah! I don't want to work there, clean up all the reindeer poop, but that sounds good. You know, it's been a minute. Last year, we caught up with Santa in July. Yeah, we did. I think we need to see if we can get him on the phone next week. Santa, I know you're listening because you can listen to everything. Give us a little shout out and come on the show. We want to talk to you again, see how the last year's been. And if you're not listening at 637 in the morning, um, I'll just DM you, (laughs) Santa. I always use that. My friends make me use that against their kids. Like, yeah. she knows Santa. Ooh. Ooh. On this day in 1934, Adolf Hitler becomes the supreme leader of Germany, becoming the Führer, the absolute dictator of Germany with no legal or constitutional limits to his authority. Here's one of his first speeches. Do you know that I speak German? I did not. What, what did he say? I can translate that, that for you. He said, uh, play it. Uh, I'll, I'll talk over okay. it. Hi, everything is fine. Don't misunderstand me. <laughs> um, I would like a nice bath bomb for my bath after this. Let's have peace on earth. 
That's what he said. That's what he said. Oh. Did pe- mm. people misinterpret that? I think so. Hmm. On this day in 1933, the Mickey Mouse watch was introduced for the first time for $2.75. Did you have one? A Mickey Mouse watch? Yeah. No. What do you mean, no? What do you, what Why do you are you mean? looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like I should have had one? Because it was a showpiece when you were a kid. When I was a kid, you're only, what, four or five years younger than me? Mickey Mouse with his, like, arms that would point to the time with his yeah. big old gloves? That was a showpiece when you were a kid. That was not a, a, a thing when I was a child. What was, like, the showpiece that, like, the cool, the rich, the popular kids had? If, if you had a Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper... That was about the the elite in our school. You think Stacey Moody had one of those? You know she did. She probably still does. That's a throwback to like one of our first shows of all time. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's do unofficial holidays today. Chris has been a weird history day. Well, this one, you have to do a little bit of work, and you're probably not going to want to, but you have to today. It's clean your floor day. How often do you clean your floor? I try to do it every other day. Whoa, you got a big-ass house. Yeah, do you know what it's like with two cats and a child? No. (laughs) I don't. You never know when that info will come in handy. Like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was On This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends on The Buzz. What was the unofficial holiday today, Chris? Clean your floor day. Yeah, we got that, and... um, Got a text in from someone from the Buzz family after they heard us talking about that. And they wrote, get you a MF Roomba. Oh, yeah, those exist. They are life-changing. I can't you, believe you don't have Yeah, I got you one. Have one. Oh, hell in yeah. Life-changing. Isn't your apartment like seven square feet? Something like that. It takes a minute. It, doesn't, it's, it takes a lot longer than it would take you physically, but, like, who cares? My friends will be like, what are you up to? And I'll be like, ugh, cleaning, it's the worst. Really, I'm just laying with no bra on on the couch, letting Roomba just... Oh, I've got a child now, so isn't that kind of like a Roomba? Ew. Let them crawl along the floor, and it sweeps and dusts and mops as they crawl around. I wonder who's more accurate, the smart computer that is sending to some foreign country the exact map of my apartment, <laughs> or a baby. Gosh, I remember this one time my Roomba... Uh, I had it going, and I had just finished um, mm-hmm. cooking, so I had my food in front of the TV on a TV tray, and the Roomba comes, like, straight for me, yeah. and so I had to lift up the tray. I had to lift up my feet so the Roomba <laughs> could go under me and under the couch. Ugh! Such an inconvenience. I had to rewind Netflix 15 seconds, Chris. Jordan Silver on the bus. Chris had to pick me up this morning, and we don't I don't want to get into why you have to pick me up. <laughs> Thank you for picking me up. You're welcome. But on the drive here, we were making small talk like we do, and I had a pretty eventful weekend. I got drunk in the park. Um, I went to a skating rink twice. One time we rented it out for a friend's birthday. Got to hang out with a good group of friends. Plus, it was beautiful weather outside. Oh, yeah. Did some scooting. It was just like the perfect weekend. And then I asked, Chris, what did you do this weekend? And your reaction was kind of like... Well, I may have came up with a solution to make my heart last longer. He is right, but it was funny. There was like 15 to 20 seconds of silence. And I was like, oh, this is the difference (laughs) between being a parent and a parent weekend versus being childless and barren. Yeah. 
and lonely. Well, because I'm spending my time, you know, taking care of my child and and providing for my family. Right. And I'm, you're just having fun with your friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting drunk and grinding on people. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven't you ever seen that meme? It says, what life is like not having a child, and it's a woman in a top hat, and she's saying, I'm going to go follow this duck for three hours. <laughs> yes. That's what my life yes. is like, but it's lonely, mm. but that's fine. Whatever. And... um the reason I'm bringing this up is because we talked on th- Friday mm-hmm. about your daughter having her first steps on. It was Thursday night because my interview with TJ Miller, it was last night. She's just started to walk. Okay. So it was uh, it was Thursday that mm-hmm. she. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, when I was retelling the story to my friends this weekend when we were hanging out and getting drunk and we were free and we could do whatever we wanted and we didn't have to change any diapers. My friends were like, oh, my God, that's the sweetest story. He cried on the radio because his baby was taking her first steps. And then my friend said that she worked at a daycare and it was kids around that age Mm -hmm. said that they saw a lot of first steps at the daycare, but they found it better not to tell the parents. And they just act surprised when the parents would come in like a week later and be like, "How, how do you feel about that? About the daycare not telling the parents? To make it more of an experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. it, it's not it's not theirs, and it's so worth it for the child parent to think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, in the end, they found it way better to, not to tell the parent because it was devastating Ooh. that while they're at work, uh. their child's having the first step. It's like, oh, yeah, little Ralphie can walk now? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, he was walking and grabbing my butt on Thursday, but mm-hmm. Bringing it back to your baby, little baby Cora, mm. cutest in the world. Mm-hmm. How old? Ten months. Oh my God! It's almost a, almost her birthday. I know. It's all. It, we're almost to a year. Then I've got a year old human being living with me. Oh my gosh! It's just gonna get older and probably harder. I'm assuming. Yeah. If her first steps made you feel some weird psychological pull. <sighs> I am worried to see where this goes. But I also love it. I get it. It's great to be able to have this experience with you mm-hmm. and talk about it. So please tell the bus family what you told me. I think I've got a solution. I need this to last as long as possible because it is the past 10 months have flown by. What do you mean? What needs to last? My daughter needing me. Okay. And so this weekend, all I did was walk with my daughter with her holding my hand. And while I was doing that, I came up with a solution as I was savoring in the moment. Mm-hmm. Whenever she starts to walk on her own or stand up, I'm just going to push her over. Oh. Just knock her down every time she tries to balance herself. <sighs> this should buy me more time with her. You're doing this because? Because my heart hurts that she no longer needs me to walk. <laughs> this is a good solution, right? Where is your wife? She'd like to shower when all this is happening. She's going to be like, hey, our daughter was walking for a little bit, but now she can't anymore. She's afraid of daddy. She's just as emotional as I am, so I think she'll be on board with oh this. Oh, my God. What about the cats? <laughs> what did the cats think? They just tried to run away from her. Oh, my God. Chris. But how, how genius is this? This, this isn't harming You're going her to... body. This isn't delaying develop. Well, it kind of is. But yes, it's, it's totally delaying <laughs> development. But it's, it's for our... It's, it's just delaying us slightly... Her walking time so she can spend more time needing us. Because this is the first journey on her own. I have not had any life experience anywhere near as close to what you're having. So I can't 
as far as emotions really get it. But logically looking at this, that's crazy, Chris. You want to like Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, your baby, just so that she needs you more when she's trying to walk and like grow up? I mean, I'm not going to. What are you going to do when she starts learning math and like stuff like that? I will. Writing and starts writing and. Uh, she she will be required to learn cursive with quill and pen, quill and ink, so it just takes longer. Your child is going to be a Gen Zer, I think. She falls into that category, right? Gen Zer, who does she fall under? Regardless, writing is not going to be a thing. It's going to be typing. Oh, we are so trying to stop her from looking at screens, and she's already knows how to access into an iPhone, get into that. Like she's ten months old. We need so, if I can slow anything down, I can stop her from walking. So just push no. How her about over. you just take the phone away and not push your child? <laughs> I see what you mean. I, of course, you want to make a moment last a little bit longer. Yeah, and you don't want to have a second child because I'm telling you, they're they're gonna they're gonna be the hellion or the worst. Haven't you done anything similar with Blanche to make your love last? Yes, I would spray him when he would try to run out of the apartment for like the first. Six years. And now he doesn't try to run out of the apartment and leave See, me. If I keep doing this, maybe she'll never learn to walk. You want to borrow my spray bottle? Yes. <laughs> Follow the show. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. Jordan with an eye. I don't know if it's because I am the, and a lot of us are, the product of trauma. Mm-hmm. But I am always fascinated by my emotions and how I feel regarding things. I can still feel them. So they're not shut off. But, you know, like as an emo kid, God, that was the perfect time for me because everyone got it. Yeah. We all just feel a little bit more. Later, you find out it's a lot of stuff in your childhood that makes you feel that way. And it's not that you're special. It's a lot of bad stuff that happened in your childhood, but whatever. <clears throat> we are the way we are. And uh, I've worked really hard with therapists and reading books to try to figure out, you know, what I feel and why I feel it so I can deal with situations that way. And I'm just so fascinated by emotions mm-hmm. you know you remember a concert that was so good you cried yeah what was it about that that made you cry yeah being in the moment and the, the feeling of the energy just the the overwhelming wave of emotions that you can feel what the music brings to you but what was it that made it overwhelming right that's mm. where it gets really hard to think about yeah. when you really kind of whittle an emotion down to what was that because really with emotions and especially situations like that something that totally shouldn't, like a song, mm-hmm. it's just a musical composition, it's just lyrics, why does it affect you so damn much? The answer is that it connects you and reminds you of things that you've already been through. Mm, stirs up old memories. Yep, that's it. That's how a song will affect you to the point where you want to cry. You know you're driving, maybe not you, but members of the bus family driving in the car, then all of a sudden after five years you hear you and your ex's song, and you're like, <laughs> so much I should call them. <laughs> hate them so much. Yeah, it's your past experiences, which is how our emotions, from what I'm learning, develop at all from mm-hmm. our past feelings and our memories. And uh, there's certain thoughts that you have that will trigger certain emotions. The six basic emotions, anger, happiness, surprise, disgust, fear, and sadness. I'm bringing this up because I am not normally jealous but I am so jealous of one of my friends. But before that, I want to talk about jealousy. Like, is this a feeling that you've had? I mean, obviously you have, but is this something that happens? Yeah, 
What's the difference between jealous and envy? I think it's the same thing, isn't it? I believe somebody else like has something or is doing something and you want that or need to be a part of it. I'd imagine they're exactly the same, just different words for it. I dare you to, I, I bet if you thesaurus, jealousy, it'll go to envy. But yeah, same feeling. Envy, mm-hmm. something, someone has something that you don't have. Or maybe you do have it and you're mad because no one else is paying attention to it and that's why I'm mad. Good call, Chris. Are they f- usually feelings, are they rational? Are they irrational? That's a... That's a hard question, Chris, because my rational thoughts probably wouldn't be rational in anybody else's head. In anybody else's head, so maybe, maybe not. I don't. But I had you look up to je- jealousy, mm-hmm. and I, I was surprised that jealousy came um, out of anger, of all things. But maybe with the way that I'm speaking about it right now, you can tell that it can't, it comes out of anger because anytime we start to talk about the thing that really upsets me, I get angry the feeling of jealousy is a sign of wanting some form of exclusivity yep that's right someone else has or experiencing something that you have but you want it all by yourself yeah is that selfish no i'm fine for the world to open up to more people that can do this in my friend group but mm, i mean i've heard multiple members of my friend group to say this sentence and oh my skin you can see it crawl mm-hmm. is it one person or is it anybody when anybody talks about it but it is one person do you want to just know what it is yeah i let it go a couple times mm-hmm. all right but we have a friend in our friend group that people are now starting to call the funny one and i'm mad i'm mad I'm mad. I'm the funny one. I'm supposed to be the funny one. Me. 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 Are you upset because your identity is like being stolen? Is this who you created and now it's being challenged? Yeah. 100%. I'm supposed to be the funny one. This is like the thing I have. This is the only thing I have. Give me this one thing. Why do you got to say? Like, yeah, they're funny. They're funny. They're absolutely funny. But did they... Why can't you share that? Because I just can't. As the no, no, no. There, my friend group is calling out my other friend as the funny one. The funny one. It's you're funny, totally fine. Yes, let's share it. But they're like you're the funny one, and I'm sitting over there like chopped liver, and I'm upset about it. Why are you so pissed off though? Because I'm the funny one. I've always been the funny one. That's all I have. But what's more important, being the funny one or these friendships? What did she, what did she say that was well, that was so funny? She's relevant dad jokes. Oh, when I tell dad jokes, you know, sometimes I hear it in her voice, like the things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. I hear it in her voice, and I hear everybody laughing at that, but not mine. Why am I on a different stage than everybody else? Just a friend group. Oh, Jordan, something is being becoming blatantly obvious. Are you my therapist? Partially, I believe, but uh. Are you afraid of being replaced in your friend group? <laughs> that, that seems to be the number one cause of, of jealousy is insecurity and, and past traumas, which you've clearly demonstrated you have. Okay, had. well then, imagine friends if all of a sudden Joey became the funny one. What would Chandler do? Support his friend? Oh, hell no. Move? Why do you think I live so many different places? 
This thing keeps happening. Oh, that's why you're moving. Yes. And I move here and I get to be the funny one until a funnier friend, I guess. It's not even like the way she tells her jokes or like even her jokes. Mm. Aren't her jokes better than yours? No. They're just simple dad jokes. She's got good timing. And to be perfectly honest, timing is a lot of um, comedy. Well, what, what do you provide that's not funny? The context of everything. I'm paying attention to the full story. I, I, I What they call callbacks mm-hmm. in comedy, which is referring to something that happened before, but in a relevant way towards the conversation that's happening now. Callbacks, thank you. So what happens if you aren't the funny one in your group? I think I shrivel up and die. What happened when the house fell on the Wicked Witch's sister? She died. <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. 7 a.m. News Recap. Uh, Bleachers tweeted yesterday at 5.56. Soon. There should be a new album. Soon. We think. We hope. (laughs) Uh, Glass Animal shared a new song. It's all so incredibly loud from their album Dreamland that's to be dropped this Friday. You can buy some Fire Fire Festival merch, but be prepared to pay for it. Crane Brewing is uh, made of black is beautiful beer and has joined breweries all over the world in building that and joining that cause. Good job, guys. And there's a new, well, new sales of sanitizing wand from UV lights that are making the rounds because it kills 99.9% of everything. Sanitizing wand. That just made me think of a feminine product. <laughs> no? Uh, all right. <laughs> what about the 8 o'clock news? What's well, some new stuff you worked on? A Lenexa company just received FDA approval for a saliva COVID test, you just collect your saliva in a tube, send it to the company to test, so you get your results within two days, and they can test 20,000 a day, they say. Wow. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. I just, every Monday, I'm like, mm, we just did a good job trying to avoid COVID mm-hmm. last week. Every day you wake up, you're just, I feel like, yeah, did as good of a job as I could just to avoid this thing. That the, Okay. What else? Microsoft has confirmed that they're in talks to buy TikTok after the guy in the Oval Office decided he wants to ban the app because they say it sends all of your personal information to the Chinese government. Uh, The man in the Oval Office gave Microsoft 45 days to complete the sale, and they want to ensure that all private data of TikTok's users stay in America. I haven't looked at why this is happening, why all this private data is, but if you've spent any time on TikTok, Mm -hmm. it's not... I don't know, the secrets of the world that you see. It's not It's not people's strategies to win the game risk or war mm-hmm. strategies. I saw one that I laughed at until I cried about this guy pulling a straw in and out of his, uh, of his coffee, and it just made moaning sounds. And you're like, it's like always embarrassed when you do this at the coffee shop and goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's the stuff on TikTok. Where are people getting that this is... I don't know what the Chinese government is doing with that information, but we apparently don't want them to have that information. All right. I'll look harder into that story, but what else? Lord & Taylor, the country's oldest department store, is filing for bankruptcy as well as men's warehouses. As more and more people are working from home, business attire sales is declining quickly. Lord & Taylor. Have you ever been there? No. Is that that a fancy place? Mm Mm-hmm. Like a Neiman Marcus type? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever bought anything from that? Nope. And the closest one is very far away. Never mind. Oh. I wonder about men's <laughs> warehouse. So you definitely see those 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. And if you're not having any men's clothing for your business wear, tie-dye is making a comeback with homemade bread as the activity to do during quarantine. Because it's so easy and parents pretty much already know how to do it. Uh, tie-dye took off in the 60s when people were trying to find a sense of self outside the establishment and people are thinking maybe that's why it's coming back. They need a some sort of state of rebellion. You have a tie-dye shirt that you wear. From Bikini Trill. Yeah, how do you feel about how do you feel when you wear a tie-dye shirt? Like everybody's staring at me and asking when I last smoked some joint. That's why I love my same exact version of that shirt, but it stays in my closet. Jordan Silver on the bus. Dude, can you get me a direct address to a landfill, please? Um, I can, but why? Mm. There's something I need to get rid of that I, you know, I'm not going to bring it myself. I just... And you need a landfill for this? Yeah, yeah. I've decided that the only way to do it is to get the direct address to a landfill. All right. I have one here if you need it. Okay. What's it called? Uh, Johnson County Landfill. Okay. Johnson County Landfill. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Why? Okay. What? I called the National Enquirer, the magazine that... I think I got a lifetime subscription to, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. And they will not cancel my subscription. So now I've, but I can change the address. So now I'm just going to change the address that my national inquirer comes from my actual address to the landfill. So I never have to see it again because it is embarrassing that it gets delivered right to my front door. Why is that embarrassing? Because it's stupid celebrity gossip that's like really crazy my neighbors just moved out. Two of the four neighbors that live up on my floor, mm-hmm. I'm going to get new neighbors, and they're going to you know, be moving in. Then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, the crazy cat lady across <laughs> the hall gets the National Enquirer. What's wrong with this person? So why can't you just take it before they see it and just put it in the trash? Because I'm sick of that. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick of bending over, picking up the National Enquirer, seeing like a crazy picture of Kanye West and... Kim Kardashian and going over to my trash and throwing it in. I don't understand why you can't cancel a magazine subscription. I was like, you can keep the money. Keep the money. Keep the money. It's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I know I made a mistake. Keep the money for the at least two year subscription. But just please stop sending me the National Enquirer. How often do you get it? Once a different week. And I feel like it's not on a specific day either. Because then I could run home and like hide it. Mm-hmm. But I get up Leave the house around 3.30, get home around 10, 10.30, and it's there. Always, just right in front of my door. It doesn't come in any packaging or anything. It just is the damn National Enquirer. And like, it just, it seems like a crazy thing to get a subscription to. You know, like, who, who, who? Do you know anybody? You are the only person I know that has a subscription to one of those nasty grocery store magazines. People don't even look at it at the grocery store. They don't. They go right past National Enquirer because they're all lies. And they make their way to, I don't know, Oprah magazine or something. Something more substantial as far as. But no, I get a subscription. So there's not an easier way to take care of this? You've got to. I already said that. Yeah, I can't cancel it. I called. I asked. I told them that they could keep the money. But. Nope. They got their, I guess, two years worth of. 
subscription money, and uh, the only thing that they'll let me do is change the address. Why do they make it so difficult to stop getting a subscription? Right. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> please stop, National Enquirer. Please. Please. I don't know. It's like, you know when you go to a gym yeah. and... It, you can do everything online. They're like, we'll tell you when the classes are. We'll tell you your height, weight, and body proportion. We will tell you your weight. We will tell you this and that and this and that. But the one thing that you cannot do on our app is cancel your gym membership. There's some level of, like, I don't know, shame involved in there. Because you have to go into the gym. You have to look at somebody that is way more fit than you. And you have to say, hi, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> and then you have to be judged. Or what feels like you're being judged. Mm-hmm. And then you can crawl out of that gym and never go back again. Well, what would be your reason why you don't need National Enquirer? Can't you just give them a good reason? What would be your reason for I gave them all the reasons in the world. I told them my cat was allergic to it, that he's sneezing, and that he could die. They don't care. They don't care. They just want to continue to send me the National Enquirer. I can't, man. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing, though? Because it's a crazy, crazy newspaper that has lies about celebrity gossip. It's like the thing that I'm allergic to almost. You know, we never talk about celebrity gossip here on the show because it's fake. Who cares? Who cares? Are you worried your neighbors might think of? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why would you be concerned what your neighbors think? Because they're the people that I have to share a wall with. They're the people that I'm probably going to see a lot. They're the people I'm probably going to have problems with. And I don't want them to have one up on me already. Hey, the the chick that lives across the hall, she's like bitching about us making noise at 7 o'clock. She's like, she has to sleep. Oh, yeah, she's got this cat. She's got a painting of her cat. When she opens the door, you see the painting of her cat. And she also gets the National Enquirer. Like, <laughs> come on. Come on. She's like a few screws loose. It's just, it's, it looks bad. And um, so, yeah, the only thing that I can do, I'm, I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. If you can't give me a solution, I will find a solution. And my solution is just give me the address to a landfill. I will send it right there or a doctor's office. <laughs> you don't think that's going to raise any red flags with the subscription people at the magazine? I don't think they know where the landfills are here in Kansas City. Oh, that's true. Unless there's like a doctor's office or something or a dentist that wants <laughs> Donate the magazines to a dentist's office. Yeah, but wouldn't you feel weird if you walked into a dentist's office... And they, like for the first time, and they've got all the, they've got Highlights Magazine, they've got Oprah Magazine, they've got all the, like the New Yorker, the real classy Mm -hmm. magazines, and then all of a sudden you see National Enquirer. Wouldn't you be like, "Mm, mm, I don't know about getting my teeth done here. A lot of suggestions coming in on the text line of a place to send it, but I do have to say that the best one came from my friend Hillary, who lives here, does improv locally. What'd she say? (laughs) She said, can you address it? to the National Enquirer. Send it right back to them if they won't cancel it. That's amazing. Yeah, you remember the lady who tried to pay um, like some fine with pennies yeah. here locally? Yeah, yeah. It's like the same exact thing. I love <laughs> when people hack ways to be able to do that. Let's see, National Enquirer address. Yeah, where is that? They're located in... Please don't say Kansas City. Florida. Yeah, they probably would be, huh? Florida? Jeez. Thanks for downloading the podcast and hanging out with us today. If you want to see what's going on when the show's not on air, follow Jordan Silver on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. That's J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.